Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. Pay attention. Deirdre Van Nest is about to share a powerful and rarely used tip for your speech delivery. Consider the Altoid. This is a tiny little mint that packs a really powerful punch, right? Small, but mighty. In this episode, you're going to get the Altoid of delivery strategies, small and mighty. And in fact, this is the most powerful delivery tip you will ever learn. And yet it is the most feared and underutilized. So think about what it might be. And b- before we circle back to it, I, I-, I just want to say, Patrice, I feel like I need an Altoid right now. Why? Um, well, I just eating, I- and I'm bringing this up because I'm kind of obsessed with this and I want to share this. It's called, it's from Whole Foods and it's called Skinny Souping, like soup, Skinny Souping. Skinny Souping, all right. And I, ha- I just had the butternut squash coconut curry soup. Mm, mm. Yes. So what, okay, why I'm obsessed about this is that they have about, at least in my Whole Foods, four varieties. There's like a spicy greens, a broccoli and arugula, this one, and maybe a tomato basil. And they're in these like tall, not can, like bottles, if you will, right? And you can microwave the bottle and it's all like BHA free, like microwavable safe, but you can also drink them cold. Ew, no. No, 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 they're so good. I drink them cold. Oh, really? Why you? Why is that you? Yes. Cold soup. No, no. Mm-mm. No, no, no. They're like, a, um, it's almost like a, if you like, I love green juices. Like I love vegetable juices and like juicing. Oh, it's okay. Like that, okay. But oh. it's like this souped up, amazing um, nutrients and you can just grab them on the go. So I, I don't know. I want to recommend it to you and, oh. and recommend it to my listeners. If you haven't checked out Skinny Souping, check it out. But you're going to need an Altoid. <laughs> That's all I got to tell you. <laughs> Bring the Altoids <laughs> with you. So so let's go back to the wa- reason we're here. But this is not the reason we're here. All right, very- there we go. Okay. So the the strategy, right? That's the most feared. And you're probably thinking, feared? What the heck could be the most feared? And underutilized is something I used multiple times in this, in this opening about the Altoid. It's the power of the pause. Not animal pause, like P-A-W-S, pause, as in pausing, P-A-U-S-E. Hmm. Right? Yes. Yes, yes. And it's important to realize that a pause isn't a moment of nothing. And, and this is why a lot of presenters are terrified of the pause. They think it's a moment of nothing. And they feel this responsibility to like carry the weight of a conversation or presentation when you're the speaker or you're podcasting or on a video, whatever it is. But the pause is not nothing. And it's not something to be afraid of. And it's very true in an interview, too. When you're speaking to someone, it's like an interview. Let the let the space happen. Let the dead air happen. You might get something very interesting from it. Exactly. Exactly. And you strategically, it's a tool to help you build an intellectual and emotional connection with your audience. 
I like because it. When, yeah, when you pause, you actually give your audience time to process what you've just said. A pause allows your listeners to stay engaged and enables them to follow what comes next. And if you tend to speak rapidly like me, I'm a fast-talking Italian-Irish New Yorker, it's even more important to allow adequate time for pauses. Patrice, believe me, I had to train myself to master the art of the pause. And I recommend, if you're listening today, that you do too. Otherwise, you will never, and you, you, you just won't, you will never connect as deeply with your listeners and your audiences will not be as impacted by your words. Why? Why is that? Okay, so you have to remember, first of all, that you as a speaker are a couple of seconds ahead of your audience. And what I mean by that is you know what you're saying and going to say, but your audience doesn't. So after you say something, you need to give them time to, to catch up and to process what you're saying. Well, now that makes a lot of sense. It really does when you just think about having a conversation too. But how do you know, how do you know when to pause? Yeah, that's such a good question and, and key point in delivery. So there's actually four key times to pause. So we're going to review these now and give some examples. The first is what I call the emotional pause. That's when you're delivering some tough emotional news or something super exciting. You want to pause maybe before you deliver that line. You definitely want to pause after you deliver that line. So people have time to emotionally process what you've just said. In several of my keynotes, I tell a story about my mom being killed in a car accident. And if I don't pause appropriately after I say she was killed, my audience doesn't have time to process that difficult news and connect with it emotionally. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I have to admit, as I was thinking about this podcast today, I was, I was dreading it a little bit because I'm going to do an excerpt from that keynote on the, when I share about her being killed, which is not super pleasant for me, as mm -hmm. you can imagine. And I was going to replace it with some other content, but Patrice, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything that I felt did justice to the lesson I want to teach. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. Okay. And for some reason today, I don't know why it's just hitting me. I, I can do this sometimes and it doesn't hit me as emotionally today for some reason it is, but here we go. So I'm going to do it without the pauses first, and then I'll do it with the pauses. And I want you, the listener to take note of what felt different for you. And then Patrice, I'm going to ask you to be the voice for our listeners. Sure. Because they're probably thinking and feeling what you're thinking. Okay. So let's have a little conversation around it. Okay. So Karen pulled up to a red light. At that point, the alert turned green. She pulled the car into the intersection, and they were immediately T-boned by a car running the red at 90 miles an hour. Karen was killed. She was 32 years old. Little did she know the rest of her life had already happened. Okay, now I'm going to add the pauses, all right? So Karen pulled up to the red light. At that point, the light turned green. She pulled the car into the intersection. And they were immediately T-boned by a car running the red at 90 miles an hour. Karen was killed. She was 32 years old. Little did she know that the rest of her life had already happened. The difference is like night and day. Okay, so tell us about that. I want to cry. After the second one, I want to cry. After the first one, I felt sad. After yeah. the second one, I want to cry. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the impact emotionally, intellectually, I can picture it. The first one, mm-hmm. I didn't have time to picture everything. Right. And right. that and that last line. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to take a little tangent here about what's, I guess I was going to say interesting. It's not really interesting. It's sad. The last thing my mom ever said mm-hmm. before she died was she turned down the radio in the car and she turned to my dad and said, I want to talk with you about what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then the light turned green. Oh, my gosh. I know. Now I do need a tissue. Yeah, I hear you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, well, that question haunts me, you know, because we never, I'll have audience members say, well, did you ever find out what it was? I'm like, no, no, we didn't know. And this is a pause that says everything. This is a pause that says everything. And that's the thing. Sometimes pauses say more than any words could possibly say, right? Absolutely. And what I want to, I want to encourage you, our listeners, to not be afraid of these moments. Like these moments, when I was talking about Craig Valentine in the last episode, about the difference between a good speaker and a crazy good speaker and how I felt in Craig's audience, like this is part of what I felt, like I felt this experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you rush in and you feel like you have to fill every, every space with words, you need, you leave no room for the emotions. You actually push all the emotion out. So don't be afraid of this. It's easier said than done, Deirdre. It it is easier said than done. You do it with practice, right? And I think the thing to remember, and like when I work with clients live, I'll have them practice this. I'll say, okay, I'm going to ask you to pause for three seconds. And I want you to tell me how long that felt for you. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you how long it felt for me. And for me, it feels usually just right. And for them, they're like, it felt like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know when you're on stage, a three second pause literally feels like 10 minutes, but you have to realize for your audience. And remember, you're getting better just for your audience. Like you want to be the best you can be for your audience, for your audience, you're giving them exactly what they need. And so you have to be willing to be uncomfortable for three seconds. And then you will start to love the pause more than anything else. I love pauses. I love it because I know the power in the pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So let's move on to the first kind is the emotional pause. Let's move on to the second. So the second is what I call the attention-seeking pause. So when you're making a significant point, you want your audience to remember something or you want a word or a concept to really stand out, pause either before and or after the words or the point you want to emphasize. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say something like, get this. I just want a free trip to Iceland. Or get this. I just want a free trip to Iceland. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Which one did you like better? Oh, the second one, of course. (laughs) And why? Because I love Iceland. No, (laughs) because of the pauses. I really, I felt your excitement. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, like you, this is the thing with the pause is it actually allows you to show emotion. If you yes. don't have the pause, it just sounds like a um, a run-on uh, uh, monologue, right? Yes. Doesn't even sound like a conversation or emotion. Are you musical, Patrice? I feel like you might be. Uh, I, I like music. 
Oh, well, there's this, there's a thing, and I'm not going to get it right, so I was hoping you knew. There's oh, a no. thing where they talk about, like, with the musical notes, it's the pauses in between that actually make the song so beautiful. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's, oh. like, a thing that musicians talk about. No, I don't. Okay, well, there's something Sorry. like that. So Google it, please, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but it's the same thing, right? It's the, it's the same It's the same thing. Like, it's something like if there were no pauses, it would just be this cacophony of, like, all these instruments playing at one time rather than things sounding synchronistic. Okay, hold on just a second. I think it's cacophony. Did I, how did I, what did I say, cacophony? Yeah, cacophony. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for correcting me. No I always want to say things correctly. <laughs> and I want to use proper grammar. Have I, has Stella come out on these episodes yet? No, not yet, not yet. Stella, do you know who Stella is? No, I think it's I perfect for Stella to come out. Okay. I'm waiting for so, this Irish American or Irish Italian New Yorker. Well, this is Stella. Okay, so my sister <laughs> and I, we have this shtick that we do. I'm Stella, she's Minerva. And we we own a school called the Oyster Bay Beauty School of Elegance. <laughs> yes, yes. And at our school, we teach proper grammar. <laughs> Pronunciation. Yes. Yeah, uh, enunciation. And uh, Minerva would be very upset that I was saying cacophony when it's, how do you say it? It's, how do you say that word? It's cacophony. You said cacophony. Cacophony. Oh, the first, I said cacophony. Yes. I said cacophony. Oh my gosh, that is not how Stella should be talking. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and tell Minerva. Yes. Okay. Um, Deirdre's back now. Okay, Deirdre. So number three is the rhetorical question pause. After you ask a question, be sure to pause so people have time to reflect on the questions and can answer the question in their own heads. The worst thing you can do is to ask a series of rapid fire questions with no pauses in between. If you do that, your audience will still be thinking about the first question when you're on to the last question. So let me give you an example of how it sounds with and without the pauses. Think about the last time you were on a plane. Did you sit by the window or the aisle? Was your seatmate friendly or reserved? Hmm. Did you have time to even process no. that? No, no. I'm still okay. thinking, when was I on a plane last? Exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. Okay, so now let me do it with the pauses. Think about the last time you were on a plane. Did you sit by the window or the aisle? Was your seatmate friendly or reserved? Well, the last time I was on a plane... And then you'd go on. Okay. Right, so right. how did that feel different did, oh, and did it? Much better. I can follow your conversation. I'm answering yeah. the question in my head and then we go on to the next one. Yes, exactly. And this is one of my tips. Um, I was going to talk about this later on, but I'll just mention it here because you kind of brought it up and I did too. A little trick of knowing how long to pause when you're asking questions is to actually answer the question in your own head. And then once you've answered it, move on. That means you've given your audience enough time to answer it. So what I did there, Patrice, was I'll just walk you through what I did. I said, think about the last time you were on a plane. I was on a plane last month. Did you sit by the window or the aisle? Aisle. Was your seatmate friendly or reserved? Friendly. Well, the last time I was on, right? So I was right. answering those questions for myself. Right. And that helps me know how long to pause for. Makes sense. Now, the other thing you can do if that, I don't know, you, you just don't want to do that or you don't do that, is it's generally somewhere between one to three seconds for most pauses. And you just have to play with that. But I recommend you do get a timer out and time your one to three seconds because, again, you're going to think three seconds is like 10 minutes. True. And Very it's, true. it's not. It's, ten, it's three seconds. You have to know how that, you have to know how three seconds feels so you can maintain that on stage. 
You want to do it right now? Oh, what am I? What? Oh, yeah. What? Uh, how do you? What, what's your recommendation? Three seconds. Let's do three seconds. In oh, okay. starting now. Three seconds. Okay. Awesome. Now that didn't feel long to me. But you're but used it, to it. But I'm used to it, and it might that would feel that might feel very long to some of our listeners. Yeah. So practice that. Practice that at home. Do this at home. This is not one of those don't do this at home. Do this at home. Okay, so let's go on to the fourth and final type of pause. So let me just do a recap because if you're like me, you like following a list. Mm -hmm. And it's important to stay like, you know, be able to write things down in order. So the first is the emotional pause. The second is the attention-seeking pause. The third is the rhetorical question pause. And finally... The transition pause. And this is just basically where you pause between your main points. And as you make your major transitions throughout your talk, taking a pause can help people know that you're on to something new. So to wrap this episode up, here's an action step for you. Start practicing the power of the pause by using this tool in everyday conversations. Trust me. Most of us do not live our lives on the stage enough to get this down into the like marrow of our being by just practicing it when you're on stage. The way that I got better, the way I trained this fast talking Irish Italian brain and voice to, to, to take these pauses <laughs> was I was very aware of it in my one on one everyday conversations. So I want to encourage you to take these four different pauses, start working them into your everyday conversations. And then this way, you'll get better at it there and it will naturally translate when you present. Deirdre, how can listeners find you? Well, obviously subscribing to this podcast and uh, giving us a review, leaving a comment, uh, LinkedIn, if you want to message me and you can always find us at our website, crazygoodtalks.com. Thank you so much for listening today. That was my pause right there. As Deirdre says, practice the power of the pause. Yes, subscribe to the podcast. Give us your feedback on what you've learned and you've heard. Your comment might be part of another episode. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.